Welcome in to the Prep Baseball Report podcast. We've got a big show today covering the Lions Tournament from San Diego. Joining us to take us on the San Diego swing is Jack Shannon, who covered eight games in four days last week down in San Diego. Following him up will be Steve Doherty, SoCal Area Scout, who also joined Jack down in San Diego to absolutely crush the coverage of the San Diego Lions Tournament. Stay tuned for that loaded show coming up next. Baseball Report California podcast. Pleased to be joined by Jack Shannon. Jack, you absolutely were running around everywhere last week in San Diego covering what is an outstanding tournament. Uh, have you had some time to regroup and kind of digest everything you saw? Yeah, I have. It was a uh, exciting week. It's kind of the pinnacle of the season uh, for me. Uh, the spotlight was on San Diego, 140 teams. Uh, six states uh, make up the teams, so there was a lot to see, a lot to talk about, and a lot to research. Yeah, you talked about that. You know, the, uh, per their website, the Lions Tournament in San Diego, it's it's billed as the oldest and largest high school tournament in the United States. Uh, so, I mean, this is a tradition uh, deep tournament. I mean, I, I know growing up in San Diego, like you did, like that's what you looked forward to was the lions tournament. So let, let's, let's jump into it, man. I mean, you know, you were all over the place last week. Take us through, uh, some of the games that you saw, uh, maybe some of the better games before, uh, we dive into some of the players that really stood out to you. Yeah, well, there was nine divisions. That's how they broke it up. Uh, top to bottom uh they tried to line up the teams so they had similar talent bases uh school sizes uh to really to really make them uh, top to bottom divisions uh even and uh it created a lot of good games uh, i did not really see any blowouts uh anything like that uh it really tested everybody's pitching depth uh mi- minimum four games in four days and for high schools that I believe as far as San Diego goes, that's the only time of the year that they're going to have to play four games in four days. Uh, so, and if they make the championship, it's five games in four days. So a lot of pitching depth was shown uh, a lot of grit, a lot of hustle, uh, just a lot of competitive nature on the field. It was great. Yeah. You talked about the pitching depth and you look at the open division champions, their desert oasis from Las Vegas, I mean, that is unquestionably one of the, the deeper uh, pitching staffs, uh, I, I would have to say, you know, on the West Coast. And, you know, you know, one of the best pitching performances is DJ Jefferson versus Newberry Park. What did you see from Jefferson that day that, that made you uh, conclude that that was the best pitching performance from the week? Yeah, that was the semifinals against Newberry Park. Uh, I was excited to see him. I saw a six foot five right-hander, uh, sat right behind home plate. Uh, his control was on point. Um, according to other scouts, that's been one of his issues this year has been consistent command and through two innings, he only threw one ball and the fastball was really, really located well side to side, uh, with some good, arm side movement and he was able to just really work off his fastball which is always great to see and get swings and misses and then uh helped that out with a nice breaking ball 
So he just he just cruised through seven innings, complete game, first of the season for him, and and really just put in a good effort. Looked really smooth and in control on the mound, uh, and working working comfortably at eighty eight ninety one the whole the whole seven innings. So um, it was a nice it was a nice outing. It was a quick game. It was just a just a classic, uh, uh, well pitched game. You talked about the command issues. We had the chance to see Desert Oasis out here in January, and there were, certainly were some command issues for him then, so it's good to hear that he's cleaned that up over the, the course of the season so far. Are you, the best game for you, uh, Jack, was your last game, right? I mean, what luck, right? Uh, take us through the 6A championship, uh, maybe some of the players that stood out there, and, and you know what happened in that game that, that made it the best game for you. Uh, it was a lot of lead changes. It was a close game. There was a home run early. Uh, the game was played at Francis Parker, which is a all-turf, multi-purpose uh, sports field. So uh, very close. Fans are very close on the field. The dugouts are close. Uh, this is the fifth game in four days for the kids. So they were fired up. There was a lot of trash talking, a um, lot of excitement. Um and then Point Loma has got some really good players. I mean, their third baseman, Jeff Barber, is heading the UCSB. Uh, Ethan Gorson, Deuce at shortstop, uh, uh, played phenomenal defense. Um, really, really showing off his defensive skills as a sophomore. Very impressive. And then on the other side, uh, Coronado. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada high school. Uh, they had a shortstop themselves and Josh Johnson, who uh, was e- equally as smooth out there and really had a strong arm. I mean, he made two backhanded plays that uh, he threw out the runner about a, about a step, but I haven't seen many guys make those, those two plays this year. Let's, let's stay there for a second. You talk about Point Loma, and, and you mentioned Barber, and you mentioned Gorson, but you and I were talking the other day about a potential uh, pop-up guy, right? <laughs> I mean, it seems like every time that you and I chat, there's a pop-up guy, uh, which tends to happen this time of year. Uh, but a potential pop-up guy at Point Loma playing first base that is swinging a hot bat that not many people saw this sort of a season coming from him. Yeah, Anthony Hall, uh, a big left-handed throwing, left-handed hitting first baseman, a uh, big guy playing first. He was the one that homered early to deep right. Uh, just passes the eye test in terms of how he looks in the uniform and, and uh, being able to stay at first base. I think he's a bit of a pop-up guy because he suffered a significant arm injury and missed a lot of time the last year so kind of went off the radar uh but now the power's starting to show and uh the uh MLB scouts are uh checking in on him and uh uh submitting reports nice nice let, let, let's shift gears to some of the draft prospects that you saw and, and I mean you you saw a whole lot of them who are some of the guys that maybe stood out the most that you haven't touched on you know like Jefferson uh, that you know maybe stood out or or had some different types of performances uh, for you uh, last week. Well, I headed over to the East Lake Tory Pines game, which I had circled uh, as the game of the year 
regular season, uh, preseason, uh, just because, you know, the last couple of years, those have been the two best teams in San Diego, uh, last year, uh, Torrey Pines winning the open and the year before East Lake. So that was an exciting one. And I saw Keone Cabaco make his first error I've seen him make in five games. So he is human defensively. Um, and then I saw Mac Bingham continue to hit. So, uh, he's staying hot at the plate and, um, Torrey Pines ended up winning that game. So they are starting to, uh, figure things out. Uh, and, uh, looks like they have turned a, a bit of a corner, uh, on their season and, and could be really uh, a tough team, uh, come playoff time. Interesting, right? Because last week we sat here and we talked about how this is East Lake's opportunity to put themselves kind of on a national map, uh, you know. And then they they went out. They really struggled last week. They were what one and three. Yeah, I believe they went one and three, zero oh and three in, in uh, pool play. So um, definitely a disappointment for them. Uh, but they were on an extremely good run. I believe they were, went in. 14 and one, something like that. So looks like they just, uh, had their hands full and it's baseball. So luckily you get to play, you know, a lot of games and, and get back out there, but, uh, hopefully they can move past, uh, the Lions tournament. Yeah. So an- another offensive performance, uh, that you saw that, that really caught your attention, uh, is another guy that that's kind of, creeping up, uh, you know, I guess boards, if you will, of at least college coaches. And that's, uh, you know, Thomas Aguisi out of Carlsbad High School. Uh, had a big day against El Camino Real. He's a guy, right, that, Jack, you, you told me about him about a month ago that you first seen him. And, and, and here we go. He's just kind of steadily improving. Tell us a little bit about what he did against ECR and then just your take on him from a scout's perspective. Yeah, so he played against El Camino Real, a good program, and uh, I was excited to see what he had in store and um, kind of pumped him up, too, to a couple college coaches and headed out there. And uh, first pitch of the game, he took it off the field for a home run. Um, short porch at Grossmont, but I would say this one was, was, was legit and uh, just made it look easy. I mean, opposite field home runs are – something that I always uh, hold high. And uh, he followed that up in his second at bat on a first pitch opposite field home run as well. So um, two pitches, two home runs, both to the opposite field as a junior shortstop in high school. So um, I don't uh, foresee him staying uncommitted long after performances like this because uh, I think his best tool is his hitting tool. Yeah, that seems to be the consensus with the couple of coaches I talked to. Interestingly enough, last week I was texting you from Fresno about him, and and, and as I was chatting with some coaches about him, and uh, you know, it's it just really that's really a neat story, right? Speaking of neat stories, you saw a guy at Classical Academy, uh, a freshman who has got a really neat story of his own, uh, and, and he just happens to be a pretty darn good ball player. Why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, about uh, the young man there, the freshman there at, Car- at uh, Classical Academy? Yeah, Classical Academy really has uh, stepped up this year, beat a couple ranked teams and been ranked themselves. They're located in Escondido, and they have an interesting uh, freshman on their team, Benham Gebhardt, and uh, he's actually uh, moved here from Uganda 
which uh, Uganda is quickly becoming a baseball uh, hotbed in Africa. They brought a team to uh, Williamsport Little League World Series a few years back and lots of rumors and uh, plans to put an MLB academy over there. So there is baseball growing in uh, the country of Uganda. So that's very cool. And he's over here now uh, playing for classical, playing shortstop, um, showed off some some nice skills, uh, playing short, covering some ground, quick player, very raw, um, lots of room to improve. Um, but he's a freshman too. And that's just, um, always something that you like to see is, you know, he's got some tools and, um, he's, he's already got a little size and, uh, the coach told me he's only been playing baseball for about three years. So, uh, there's a lot to like there and uh, definitely a guy to just uh, circle and watch the next couple of years because uh, he's going to improve a lot and get better. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. I shared with you, I had an opportunity to see him last summer. Uh, just my son, my friend's uh, son plays on the same team as him and really just an intriguing athlete, which is um, awesome. You know, and, and you're right, the skill sets or something that, that should be uh, you know, worthy of following here for the next couple of years. So, Jack, where, where are you headed at this week? Uh, the season's coming close to an end here. You know, only uh, this is the last week here in the L.A., Orange County area. I think San Diego is a week or two behind. But where are you headed off to this week? Uh, I'd like to get out and see Point Loma again, actually. Um, I want to get out and, and get some more footage and a better look at Anthony Hall. Um, if he's if he's getting this much attention, I deserve to get out there and uh, see him again. And then I got a, a couple couple or two recommendations to see a pitcher at Southwest El Centro, um, so about two hours east, hour and a half east of San Diego. Um, I don't know his name, so if anyone's out there listening, um, I would love the tip because uh, I'd like to get out there and give that those guys uh, some looks and some love. Interesting. That, that, those are always the best sorts of tips. Hey, I, I got a guy out here. Don't know his name, but he's really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those are always the best. Well, Jack, really uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, and until next time, uh, you know, we uh, will look forward to catching up again uh, on, on the next time you take us on the San Diego Swing. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Stay tuned as Steve Doherty, SoCal Area Scout, will join us to give us his insight on the Lions Tournament. <laughs> Welcome back to the Brent Baseball Report California podcast. I'm pleased to be joined by SoCal Area Scout Steve Doherty. Doe, you joined Jack last week down in San Diego. I mean, you guys traversed the entire city, man. You got to see a lot of a lot of good parts of the city uh, in San Diego. Tell us a little bit about the uh, tournament itself and, and, you know, kind of some of the highlights there for you before we dive into these games. Yeah, got back down to San Diego for three days. Beautiful city was excited to join jack we we hooked up a, a couple times there and, and finished the the wednesday game over at over at tory pines versus versus east lake and uh just beautiful weather great players to watch just uh just an excellent excellent week of baseball yeah so you took in a couple of games a day uh monday tuesday wednesday uh monday started off the tournament you, you know you 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 hit up a couple of uh uh, games involving uh, you know, two of them involving San Diego teams, and then you had a Southern Section team and an Out of State team. Take us through uh, those two games on Monday, and then some of the guys that you saw 
um, that stood out to you or, or, or left an impression for you? Yeah, on Monday, I started off at Grossmont High School. It is my wife's alma mater, so I'd probably get in trouble if I didn't say that. Uh, Newberry Park and LA team came in, and it, the story was was 20 right-handed pitcher Max Flame, and he's a Nevada commit. He just was carving, uh, working his fastball east, west, north, and south, and he was he touched 91. He's got some really good feel for some uh, for his pitches, and he won a complete game, seven innings pitched. So the other guy at, at Newberry Park junior Carson Falskin, the North Carolina state. He's just an all around athlete leadoff guy. And he was just spectacular all day, making some big time plays. Um, hits at the top of the lineup and he is just a great player that, you know, has some long beach state ties. And, and I think those guys missed him. I know his dad played for the Dirtbags, and, uh, North Carolina, State came in, stole him. Just, just an excellent all-around player. You're going to see him uh, for the next couple of years. And yeah, he, over, over, yeah, he's a, he's an intriguing guy, man. That's for sure. We um, had I had the chance to see him last year. I haven't seen him yet this spring, but I'm glad. So I'm glad you were able to see him. I'm sure we'll see a bunch of him this summer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a very toolsy shortstop, right? I mean, he can he can go get it. He's got a you know good arm that's, that's adequate enough right now to stay there. And like you said, kind of that spark plug guy on on offense. If he goes, they go. And he's just like you said, he's a spark plug, and he just does everything well. Just an all around, uh, just a fantastic ball player. Uh, over at Grossmont, a couple uncommitted juniors, Brody Romero. Um, he plays second base. He hit a home run this game. This kid is built like like a fire hydrant, and uh, you know he has that that strength to his game. He hit he hit his home run the opposite way. Uh, plays second base for them, and the other guy, their first baseman, a really big, physical, six foot three, two hundred and ten pound uh, first baseman, Danny Yanez. Um, he went one for two on the day with the walk, showed some discipline at the plate, hit the ball hard. I think, uh, I think he had a triple that day. And then of course, uh, a guy that we know well, less Anthony Mata, uh, plays shortstop for Grossmont and uh, he's also uncommitted, but he had a quiet day, went one for three, legged out a single, um, but made some good plays on defense. And so he showed well and all uncommitted guys over at Grossmont. Yeah, Mata is a guy that, like you said, we we know pretty well, and and I like what you said there. Made some plays on defense because that's just what he does, right? No matter how the bat goes, uh, the defense is all is always something that you seems that you can rely on with him. Uh, so that's always you know the, obviously a really good trait for a shortstop to have. And and look, I mean, one for three. You you said you know he legged out a, a single there. That I mean, great effort, obviously. Uh, but you know, a quiet day, those days are going to happen, but it's really impressive that he didn't allow that to carry over to his defense. Yeah. Uh, Max so. flame had a really good day and he was, he was just carving guys left and right. So, um, seven K's on, on the day only walked a couple. So, um, he was, he was definitely on his game. Nice. And then in the, uh, the nightcap, if you will, the, uh, the afternoon game for you, I mean, that's a, that's a heavyweight matchup, right? I mean, you had Desert Oasis, a powerhouse out in Nevada going against Eastlake, you know, obviously the powerhouse in San Diego. Uh, you know, what'd you see there? Yeah, obviously the, you know, Keone Kivako is the one that brings, brings everyone in and, 
and uh, there was a ton of them less. There was cross checkers or special assistants, um, which gives a great opportunity for everybody else to to really show out and see what they got. But they're playing Desert Oasis, and it's sometimes it's tough to kind of look at, at one guy because there's so many. Um, you know, athletes and ball players out there that your head spins a little bit, but, um, you know, heavyweight matchup indeed, obviously Keone Cavaco, and he got the start at second base for this one. Um, Tibbet was on the mound, but you know, what, what really impressed me about Cavaco was just his, his attitude and effort. And it really stuck out to me, um, you know, all game long. He's, he, he doesn't, lead by a voice he leads by example and his effort was just just stood out to me i mean he got down on a chop ball down the line about four flat and he this kid is selling out i mean he wipes out after he hits the bag and um you know does a head first slide but he is he is getting after it and and i tell you what man if i was a you know uh, some brass a brass kind of guy making decisions for for an organization i mean i'm in i'm in on this guy he's giving the effort he's hustling um just really really impressive uh, to watch yeah i love what you're saying there because it's so true and it's been like that since i first saw him right i mean it matters to him it really matters to him and i think this year with the exposure that he's gotten to you know all the scouts that are at every one of his games i think it matters more to him and and that's really uh you know obviously an exciting thing to see you know from from a, a high school player for sure and, and i love the comment there the max effort uh because that that's what it is right and that's what you're going to get with him uh but uh, you got a couple other notes on some other guys in that game who else stood out to you yeah marcelo mayer uh, the 21 shortstop, the USC commit, he's just an all around steady, steady guy that hits, hits right at the top of the lineup for him. And he's just a solid and you know, every, everyday guy. The other guy that really impressed me is, is Ray Sabalski. He was playing third base that first night. Uh, another solid and steady defender, really physical kid, really young. And then the, another guy was Iran Fuentes, the, the senior first baseman who, who's an uncommitted guy. And, um, Really liked how he swings it from the left side. He's got some power in there. Uh, I think some uh, in local school should should really look at this kid, and he's going to be a value add to any uh, any offense at at the next level. And of course, Desert Oasis. Um, it's you know the story kind of starts and ends with Campbell Holt. Even though there are a ton of guys on that team, um, he was playing center field that day. Uh, came came up with a game winning diving catch and the bottom of the seventh center field. And he, he just made an super athletic play really go went and got the ball in the gap. I think it was at the, at the warning track and, and ended ended East Lakes hopes and, and they beat them three to two, but just, just an excellent all around game with a ton of players. Really cool to watch it with a great setting. Oh, I bet they just to go back on a couple of those East Lake guys, mayor, gosh, man, doesn't he look the part physically? I mean, he has, transformed his body from last year to this year he looks he looks outstanding doesn't he yeah i think initially it was obviously cavaco is the big physical kid but then when i came back in on him and i mean he's really you know packed some weight on and 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 really looks physical and that swing from the left side boy man it it plays and it's gonna be really cool to watch for the next couple years 
Yeah, no doubt. And I'm with you on Puentes, man. I really like the left-handed bat on, on the senior uncommitted first baseman there. Uh, so let's skip ahead over to Tuesday. Tuesday, another packed day for you. Uh, again, you got to see some San Diego teams. You got to see uh, one team from uh, kind of kind of up in our area, right? Uh, you know, let's take us around uh, your version of the San Diego swing on Tuesday, Doug. Yeah, San Pedro came into town and their team I've seen before. They're they're over here by by Long Beach and uh, they're playing Del Del Norte, um, a school kind of tucked up in the hills there. And I, I've never been over to that school, but I know a few of their players. And uh, you know, San Pedro, less these guys are kind of sneaking up on guys. I I, I don't know, twenty three and one is 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 that where they're at at this point uh, in the season? Um, and then you know Del Norte, who has a solid core of uncommitted underclass kids and. I called this matchup the uncommitted matchup because there was not one committed kid on the field, which is which you don't really get to see that often. So, um, you know, Del Norte, it begins and ends with with junior Garrett Ostrander, the middle infielder. Um, he's just a really solid athletic player. Just like as I said before, if 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 he goes, the rest of his team goes, and he's backed up by some really talented underclass kids. Uh, one a 21 kid Carter Hunt played third base just made an unbelievable uh, diving stab at third base really athletic play and and then over at San Pedro there's about four or five guys and I went on them early um, and and was expected to see Waldier Perez behind the plate who I was going to bear down on and he didn't even get the start behind the plate so it forced me to you know watch some other guys and you know, talking with Russ, our guy who's seen them all the time, and he's he's bought into these kids. He gave me a couple names to watch: Dom Porter, a 21 outfielder, a 20 uh, utility player, Josh Duarte, a 21 Kane Lusick, an infielder, and then obviously the junior Waldir Perez uh, behind behind them. Just really cool game to to see some uncommitted guys and, and really get eyes on them. And there was a couple colleges in on there. And I think, uh, I think they knew what I knew is that there's a couple kids here that are just waiting to be, to be plucked and, and, and start playing at the next level when they get there. Yeah. I love what you said there that, that Russ is all in on these guys. And that's really kind of what, what, what's happening here, right. With, with, uh, with PBR, right. It's like, okay, we've got guys in all of these different pockets. And then when everybody kind of starts doing their own cross-checking, it's like, Hey, let me, let me check with Jack. Let me check with Doe. Let me check with Russ. Let me check with Blaine. Let me check here. You know what I mean? It's just, it's really pretty neat because you're right. Russ is a hundred percent in on Pedro and he was in on them early. Uh, and the kid that you mentioned there, Dom Porter, uh, is a guy that he told me about early in the season and and said that he's a guy that we should probably want to keep a close eye on there. And then obviously the Perez kid, Waldir Perez, uh, the, the catcher, right-handed pitcher, uh, you know, he said that behind the plate, he, he's got a pretty good chance back there. Uh, but moving on, though, Doe, you, you, you talked about uh, uh, the rest of the day. Tuesday you went and saw a couple of San Diego teams in Westview against San Marcos. Yeah, I was really excited to get in there and, you know, on my on my preference list for the day was was going to see the shortstop Leo Mosby from Westview uh, and and a catcher that I know, J.P. Roca. And it turns out that they they're on the shelf with some injuries. Uh, Leo Mosby's nursing an 
you know, a shoulder injury and, and JP was nursing a bad back, but I knew a few other guys and was excited to see, um, a couple guys on San Marcos as well that I hadn't seen, um, for, for quite some time. And Westview really got off to a hot start less, uh, in this one, Ryan Cho, the senior third baseman committed to Hawaii Hilo. He only goes four for four with four RBI and a home run. So he had a great day. Um, and you know, over at San Marcos, um, on the bump was, was senior Matty Noose, a big six foot, 395 pound uncommitted kid. Uh, he was topping out at 89, but for Sam Marcos, the Knights, uh, the junior Kyle Carr, who's a smooth, um, natural left-handed swing, uh, outfielder who, who just projects extremely well, extremely athletic. He had an unbelievable day. He hits a home run. Um, of course they got the junior Luca Martinez committed to Washington state. He went two for two, uh, the junior Billy Wurge, third baseman committed to Butler he had a tough day at the plate, and and the Knights actually had a tough day uh, on defense. They committed five errors and let Westview into the game, and um, just excellent players all around. You know, besides the defense for San Marcos, I thought it was a really good good atmosphere over there, and uh, was with some really good players. Luca Martinez is a guy that we've seen. Uh, you know, obviously not only at San Marcos, but at a couple of our events that I'm a big, big fan of that guy, man, that second baseman there for San Marcos headed to Washington state. I think he's got a chance to be really, really good in that program, in that league. You know what I mean? Like that guy's going to, he's going to be a very, very good player for Washington state. I I think, uh, at least, you know, but you know, obviously Kyle Carr is also uh, really good for them too. And then and that Ryan Cho guy, you know a little bit about him from the fall, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> he, he uh, yeah, he's he's just solid, solid third baseman. Hawaii Hilo came in and got him in senior year, just just committed. And uh, wow, what a day for him! So I got a couple couple uh, snippets of video uh, for that game. I got Kyle Carr's home run, and uh, you know, if you're following me on Twitter. Uh, you can you can catch all that. So yeah. Um, so let's shift. Okay. So last day we closed it out uh, Wednesday for you. Um, you got eyes on a player, uh, actually several players uh, in that first game at you know with Poway that uh, I'm really high on. Why don't you take us through uh, you know that that first game and then maybe uh, some of the guys you saw in the afternoon game there. Yeah, two San Diego teams. Granite Hills came into Poway, and um, I had seen Granite Hills. Granite Hills earlier in the year when, when Spencer Jones uh, was thrown and, and Granite Hills was on the was on the end end of that one at the very beginning so they had a tough day at the plate to say the least but uh, for this game uh, senior right-handed pitcher Dylan Moran got the start for Poway uh, he went complete game seven innings pitch two hitter five Ks and he's an uncommitted kid. But what I really wanted to see less was was this trio of guys. The senior Kyle Nevin committed to Baylor. Uh, the senior catcher Tyler Johnson, who's committed to LMU, and Trevor Tishenkel, the junior, committed to Cal. Um, these guys just—I mean, it was a well-pitched game, uh, you know, for for Moran. So he was carving up left and right. Uh, but but Kyle Nevin, and Tyler Johnson, and Trevor. Tishenkel are just three, just just really steady type of players. Kyle Nevin, um, 
just was really impressed with his at-bats. He went two for three on the day. Uh, I saw some things out of him that, uh, you know, he this kid's going to play at the next level. I think he's going to make an impact at Baylor. I don't know if he's going to play first base at Baylor right away, but you got to find a way to get this guy in your lineup, really headsy ball player, and uh, he's going to be a big value add for the Bears next year. And and another kid here, the senior catcher, Tyler Johnson, going to LMU, super impressed with this kid. He's a really physical uh, body uh, type of kid, leadoff hitter. You don't really expect catchers to be leadoff hitters, but he's got some speed down the line. He's got some athleticism. Um, I mean, this guy's overall game is just outstanding, really good defensively. Guy has a good arm. Uh, has an idea of what he's doing, you know, at the plate as a leadoff guy, and and then another yeah, guy. He, Trump, he go ahead, the, the Tyler Johnson. When I saw them last year, he was playing center field, and you talk about that arm, man. He's just got a cannon in the outfield. That's a really, really big arm. And you know, it's funny you talk about Nevin, right? Like we've watched Nevin here now for two, three years, and. It's like, okay, when's he going to fill out? When's he going to fill out? When's he going to fill out? And he still hasn't filled out by any stretch. But, you know, you talk to guys uh, both at Poway and both for his, his his travel team, and they all to a man say, like, this guy is going to hit. Like, you just he's just going to hit. And he's one of those guys, and you talk about him going to Baylor and making an impact. He's one of those guys that by the time he's – you know, a sophomore or even a junior at Baylor is going to be an absolute stud, right? I mean, you can't teach some of the things that he can do. And and one of your notes is like, he's got a plan and he's got feel and you're a hundred percent right. Like he's totally has a plan at the plate and he's got way, he's way got feel for the game. So he, he's, he's one of those exciting guys. And, and then, you know, you, you mentioned Trevor, Trevor T. Shankle. I I'm a big fan of that guy's uh, but there, but there's one guy on your list here for Poway that you talked about. He's an uncommitted guy. I saw him pitch and hit for them. Uh, Ivorin Romero. He's an interesting guy, right? Yeah, I got this from from Jack, and you know we were we were communicating all week. Like I was texting him, hey, who should I, who else do I should I look at this? And you know, talking about Poway, he's like Ivan Romero. Make sure you get eyes on this guy. Make sure you look at his at bats, and if he gets a chance to get on the mound, he's 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 pretty good too. So um, you know he did have a quiet day, but really physical kid. Uh, someone that I think that could be a, a, a big value, um, not only in his lineup, but but someone else's lineup at the next level. So um, I, I don't know how some of these guys get missed, but wow, Ivan Romero, I tell you what, he's pretty physical. And the other guy that in in my notes here, Quinn Johnson, the third baseman, a junior, uncommitted. Just another really physical guy who can do a lot of things and um, put a couple good at-bats together in the game, and I was really impressed with him as well. Yeah, there you, you got some uh, some pretty good teams. And in, in the nightcap there, you uh, you saw Eastlake again, uh, and then you saw Torrey Pines. Um, you know, obviously, Mac Bingham is a guy from Torrey Pines that's uh, headed to USC, and he's a guy that, you know, Jack has been singing his praises all year, and rightfully so, the kid mashes. Uh, but, and it sounds like he had a pretty good day for you, again, in, in your second viewing of him uh, here in this game. Yeah, absolutely. He was, um, you know, as advertised, he's a, He's a guy that's put, putting the barrel on the ball at a high rate. He had a couple doubles, just some screaming 
screaming balls and you know he showed the ability to to put a barrel on a secondary pitch which is which was really impressive and i know there's been a you know guys are out there to see keone but but uh you know mac has really drawn a, a lot of attention and and you never know what's going to happen uh, in june there he all all he does is just you know put the barrel on the ball and and continue to be successful and you know a couple of other guys that caught caught my at I over at Torrey Pines, and I've seen them before. Kevin Sim, the third baseman, really physical kid, junior going to USD. Jack Johnson was was a guy that really impressed me with his, his at bats. A, uh, a sophomore infielder, get, drew a couple walks, had a couple really tough at bats against these guys, and he he stood out to me. And then the the other guy, Jake Connolly, University of Utah commit, he went two for three, two for four with three RBIs. And I uh, really kind of helped them offensively. And it was a tough day for East Lake. Uh, thought they would do better over the entire weekend. Um, they just ran into, you know, a, a tough Torrey Pines team that was uh, relentless, so to speak. Uh, and uh, and there's a lot, a lot of scouts in for this one, too, as well. Yeah, you talked about uh, Jack Johnson there, man. I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of that guy. I mean, we had him, if you remember, at our underclass games last year at USC, and he was just, he was one of the top, what, five, six players there, and that, that was pretty loaded. And he's just, he's one, again, one of those guys that, you know, doesn't do a whole lot of things at the plate that are just going to make you say, oh my gosh, that's incredible. But he does a lot at the plate that makes you say, wow, that's impressive. Um, so it's, it, it's just, he's just a really good player. Um, but though, hey, man, that was, that's good recap on, on the Lions tournament. We got the playoffs coming up here pretty soon, though, next week here in the southern section. You headed out anywhere today, tomorrow, uh, before the playoff brackets are released this weekend? I've, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm thinking about it, but I got some things to do to catch up, add some video to the website, get some stories out. And, uh, you know, I'll figure out where I'm going. I've been mixing in a couple league games in between these ones, and uh, I took a little two-day R&R. Uh, for my my daughter's spring break so um getting back in the swing of things just don't know exactly where i'm going <laughs> don't, wait, not going wait, anywhere today though wait, 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 wait. what do you mean like catch up on things you mean like you don't just go to a game and then go home and go sit on your couch you actually like do work after i try to i try to and, and try and get get the website uh all loaded up and and get get these uh get the stuff going for these kids man it, it, it's it's the one part of the it's the one part of the job that that people don't understand <laughs> love right. to do it yeah no doubt all right Del. well hey man i appreciate you making time appreciate you coming on and filling us in on on guys that stood out to you at the uh the lions tournament and we'll look forward to catching up next week uh when we preview the uh, postseason here in the southern section thanks les that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank Jack Shannon and Steve Doherty for joining us and recapping the San Diego Lions tournament. Be sure to check us out at prepbaseballreport.com slash California for all your up-to-date content. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard. 